With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Full Time Podcast. We've got an epic episode lineup for you today. Um, it's international break this week, so no Premier League or for the fact any football matches on this week. Um, but still, we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, all that fallout from the Premier League this week. Um, and maybe a bit, once again, a bit of uh, analysis of Barcelona, but certainly the main focus of this episode will be on the Premier League, as usual. Follow us on Instagram at the Full Time Report. And let's get stuck into it now. Um, I think we saw what was probably the most entertaining Premier League match of the season, probably one of the most entertaining matches in recent seasons. Yeah, as well. Um, Liverpool versus Manchester City, what a game. End-to-end action. You know, great go by Mo, Mo Salah, you know. I'm going to be honest, sometimes I don't see what the hype is um, from Mo Salah, but there's moments like that when he just proves to everyone, you know. He's no one season wonder, you know. He's been doing it for seasons consistently. You know, he definitely has been getting goals, but it's just those magical moments that really remind you that, you know. He's a top, top player, and certainly on his current form, one of the best players in the world right now, if not the best player in the world right now. Um, but yeah, great game uh, from Man City and Liverpool. Um, two, two little draw that was. Um, into a national goal, like I said, great goals. But um, I want to focus a bit more on James Milner right back for Liverpool because I think Trent Alexander-Arnold had an injury, couldn't play, so they put Milner right back. Um, I don't think you need to be an expert to, to kind of realise Milner kind of struggled that game. Foden basically played with him. Uh, it was a cat-and-mouse game. Foden really taunted Milner. I don't think Milner was up to speed. Um, and so that kind of begs the question, should Liverpool be trying to go out there and get a right back? And 
based on that performance by Milner? I think so. I think Milner is a capable right back, capable of, you know, filling in every now and then. But if you're playing one of the big teams, whether it's in Europe and the Premier League, you need the solid, reliable right back that Liverpool now have in that left back position with um, Costa Shimakas, you know, being a back backup for Andy Robertson. I don't think they've got that backup in that right back position. I think they need to go and get get one because if it's not Milner playing right back, it's Joe Gomez. And yes, I know Joe Gomez can play right back, and I think he should have played that match against Man City because he would have definitely had the pace to cope with Foden, which Milner obviously not. I still think you need a specialist in that position. Um, and I think if Liverpool want to really challenge the Premier League title and the Champions again, I think that's the one position they're missing. I think yeah, they've they've got you know maybe reinforcements needed in that midfield area, but I think right back area that's an area that not a lot of people are focused on is one that I think needs immediate and urgent um, fixing because, like I said, you can't you can't expect to win games if that right back position gets constantly attacked by an opposition team because your whole team has to compensate for that weakness by you know dropping a bit deeper to protect that position and then that right right back position which when Trent Alexander-Arnold plays is so crucial for Liverpool because he creates so many chances I think it's created the most chances this season so far and so the minute you go drop off in that area you know it completely shifts the team dynamic and it's it costs them points because I think if Liverpool had a, had a specialist right back position in, the, in, that, in that position, I think they could have hung on the win. You know, you got to remember they went ahead twice. Foden got a goal, and I think did Foden assist the second goal. I think Phil Foden might have assisted the second goal as well. So I'm just saying, Milner not up to scratch. And look, I love James Milner, capable, very capable player, capable of playing multiple positions, but he's not the man at right back if you want to really win titles. You know, he can fill in certainly every now and then in that position, but you can't make him your backup right back. I think that's just I think that's just not a wise decision for Liverpool. But yeah, uh, moving on from Liverpool, let's go to our usual segment of Oli out. Well, I mean I'm not advocating for Oli out. I think we've talked a lot about you know that situation, you know Oli Oli gonna Solskjaer being sacked. I think from the, all the news I've heard, I don't think he is going to get sacked. Um, that will probably infuriate a lot of those um, Oli out supporters. I think I think because Mike Phelan, his assistant manager, has got a new contract. And I think Michael Carrick and Kieran McKenna, who are his first team coaches, are also getting contract extension. Look, my view is, yes, the results in the last couple of matches have not been pretty. The good news for United is I think there are only, there are only three points off the top the off the top spot. I think Liverpool's got seventeen, United's got fourteen. Fourteen, something like that. So it's not that bad. I mean if Liverpool if Liverpool or Man City were pulling away by eight points, six points or whatever, yes, the alarm bells would start to ring. Because Oli needs to win a trophy. He acknowledges it. I think all United fans acknowledge he's got the squad. He's got the time. Yeah, he needs to really win something. Um but look, I, it's it's a very hard thing to, to kind of say Ollie out, I think, but then not have a you know whoever's going to come in 
you know? Zidane doesn't work. I don't think Zidane Zidane's the man. You know, I'm going to be wrong here, but I just don't think Zidane Zidane's the man. Conte mm, feels like going back to the, the kind of Jose Mourinho days. Because, look, Conte will get you probably wins, you know, get, maybe win your trophy or two. Long term, uh, I'm going to be sure. I'm not going to, like, because the thing is, yeah, Conte wins the trophies, then leaves the club. Are we back at square one again? Do we, you know? I think Oli has built on the foundations of the club. Um, maybe if we were to go for another new manager, I think I said this a couple times, um, Eric Ten Hag of Ajax would really be my man. I think he's done a fantastic job at Ajax. I think they played attacking football and he's a young coach. He, you know, he knows how to build, I think, a club's identity so he can build on what Oli is because Oli definitely has built on United, Man United's identity. Just right now, he's kind of at a, at a cross section where he can't really cross at the moment. So Ten Hag, if Oli wants to go be a man, for me to step up that job, but look, it's a complicated situation. I think, because, because United boards, you know, it's, they don't want to sack a club legend because that's kind of a factor, I think. Because Oli, whatever happens, whether he goes, he leaves, whatever, he will always be a Man United legend. And anyone that says he isn't is not a Man United fan. I'm going to come out here and say it. For what he's done in his playing career, Flicker, he deserves a title. I think it's it's like that same situation with Frank Lampard. Yeah, he got sacked by the Chelsea board and whatever. But he still remains a club legend for Chelsea, and I respect Chelsea fans for that. And I think United fans have to keep that. You know, don't don't kind of combine his playing career and his managerial career into one. You know, always respect Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as a Man United legend. Um, if he goes, he goes. But you know, we just got to keep things in perspective. Um. So yeah, that's really my my two cents on the Ollie uh, Ollie in slash Ollie out situation. Basically, if you're going to get him out, at least have a capable replacement. Um, that's really my view. Then let's talk a bit more on what's happening in PSG. Got the win against Man City in Champions League, slumped to a two nil defeat. Was it against? I think it was against Lorient. In League One, I'm not sure about that. Don't um, don't call me. Have <laughs> I got that wrong? But I know the last one lost two 0 because I watched the match. Yeah, it's interesting what's happening. PSG, isn't it? They've got Neymar, Messi, Mbappe, and yet they're not exactly flying away the league. You know, to be fair though, in that match, um, that League One match, probably we've been lucky. I think Messi had a free hit that went off the crossbar, whatever. And I saw that it's it's how do I say it? They were definitely lucky because they had some good football. But what's happening at PSG at the moment is they're playing very, very cocky yet beautiful football. It's almost like they're so overconfident that it's the final pass, that the final pass, final decision that are stuffing up. Because there was a major chance when Di Maria was played in by Messi, and Di Maria, Di Maria, yeah, he's from a he's he's, he's got a tight angle. But if if Messi wasn't there, I think he would have shot it, but he does. He tries to lay it back to Messi, and you know maybe if you're three nil up, you do kind of kind of stuff. If it's nil nil, um, which it was at that stage, you don't play that fancy pass. You know, I think you have to try to go go for the shot there because yeah, the angle is tight, 
But I think you cut it back. I think you have to go for 40 goal there, I think. Yeah. So PSG needs to kind of remember, yeah, they've got Messi and everything, but they need to get everyone grounded a bit more. And I think that's when, I don't know if Pochettino can do that. Because Pochettino, let's be honest, yes, he did some great stuff with Tottenham, but I don't think there's a reputation to really reigning in these big egos and Mbappe and Neymar and Messi and you know that super squad that is PSG and that's maybe when a man like Zinedine Zidane should come in because Zidane will be able to rein in those egos um, because he's got a reputation you know as a manager he, he, you got to remember he has won two Champions League won La Liga title as a player I don't think I can just you know say anything he, he is the man he is Zinedine Zidane you know um but yeah, I, I think Pochettino potentially might get himself sacked, and the and it would, would be the cruelest way to go out is he gets sacked because he got such a good squad. It would be the cruelest way to go out. But I don't know if Pochettino can rein in those big big name players. It's kind of you know PSG have got too many good players for their own good because you've got you've got what in a, a defender in a. Sorry, a goalkeeper in Kalo Navas now being back up to Donnarumma. Navas is going to be happy with that. And Buffett, I don't, if I was Navas, I wouldn't be happy with that because, yeah, Donnarumma's come with a big reputation, right? But Kalo Navas in the last couple of seasons, PSG has been rock solid, you know? So Poch has got a job. If he can rein in those egos, get them playing really fluently and solidly, then his job will be very much smooth sailing as expected. But if not, I fear for Poch. And I, um, I like Poch, but I fear for him if things go wrong. And let's go back to my, uh, my weekly, well, not my weekly, my episodic, um, discussion of Barcelona. Gotta be honest, Barcelona are kinda done for. And I say that in the nicest manner possible. I don't think, you know, before I was talking about top four finish, I, I think Barcelona will be able to get top four finish. Not confident about it. The that Atletico match really, I think, showed the issue of Barca. Yeah, they were cut open. I'm gonna be honest. They were cut. Open. That first goal by Thomas Lamar shows me, shows everyone. I think whether you're a Barca fan, not a Barca fan, whatever, the major issues of Barca. That defense is soft as so much. There's so much space for Lamar to just run on into. Um. Yeah, I don't, don't know what's happening with Barca, you know, it's, there's no identity, you know, there's no identity, the Barca and old would not have played the way they did, um, the only really big hope for Barca is that they've got big youngsters, big intelligent youngsters like Gavi, Pedri of course, Ansu Fati, Araujo, even though he had a kind of shaky game against Letico coming through. Barca would really needs to kind of rebuild quickly as well. Um, and like they, they, they have the kind of core of young players needed, but they have to do it very quickly. Because I, I, I'm going to be honest, this season, I highly doubt Barca will win in trophies. I highly doubt Barca will even make it past the group stage of the Champions League at this, at this moment. Benfica demolished them. Demolished them absolutely, completely, whatever, whatever. And I think that... I think Barca fans are going to be realistic. They have to, you know. And I know a lot of them once again say Coman. Can I say Coman? If Coman goes out, who comes in again? Roberto Martinez. I've said this many times. 
yeah, he's done some good stuff for Belgium, but he's managing the world number one ranked team in the FIFA rankings, and he hasn't won anything. And before anyone says FIFA rankings are accurate, I know FIFA rankings are the most accurate, but he's got a talented squad. The Bruyne Hazard, the two Hazard brothers are Eden Thorgan, Lukaku. Um, he had Alvaro of a Tongan at the prime. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, sorry, I, I keep forgetting Thibaut Courtois. Um, Thibaut Courtois, who else, you know? Probably a whole ton of other players I've, I've missed out on. I don't know if Roberto Martinez is a man. Gonna be honest. And, like I said, Barca, I don't know. I think, at this rate, I don't think anyone can salvage Barca. I think they need to really just go through that tough, but yet organic process of rebuilding. Um, Bartomeu, uh, Jose Maria Bartomeu, the former president, has screwed Barca. I'm going to be honest, he's completely screwed them. Because financially, they can't sack a manager and they can't buy players, really. I hear talk of them trying to get Anthony Martial, but then I think Martial costs, you don't want 50 mil for him, they can't afford it. I think that they're what's still 300 million over there debt ceiling or whatever. Complicated times at Barca. You know, I sympathise with all Barca fans out there. Um, I do sympathise with all Barca fans out there. And before we finish up, um, I have a bit more um, talk about that. Um, before going to that, as usual, guys, remember, follow us on Instagram at the full time report. I want to talk a bit more now about... Um, the situation at um, Arsenal. I talked about it a couple weeks ago with my good friend Rahul. Uh, they weren't doing um, too well back then. They kind of jumped back to a to a much better position. Um, and this is what this is why I want to talk about this because there's this whole transfer like managerial transfer merry-go-round thing that I really want to focus on. It's like. We've got to calm down everyone when results go good or results go bad. You know, I always say, sometimes you get the players so bad, but you got to look at the, con- the, con- the, the surrounding context, right? Arteta didn't have his men, uh, and they weren't playing well. But now, you can see the vision. I think Tomiyasu has come in, and the, the Japanese international, he's done some good stuff there. But what I'm trying to say is we, as fans, we're just going to have to take a bit of a deeper perspective. I know it's frustrating when you see a team lose or draw and the players down and it's crap. But you've got to remember, if the minute you kind of ax the manager, you've got to go through the whole process again. And eventually, every now and then, you're going to hit those bumps. But what I want us as fans to do is be a bit more kind of, I guess, long-term in our vision. I know we love our clubs. But, um, you know, because I, I, find, I find it... So insanely boring to see all Instagram posts on well, the United page or whatever club teams pages to, you know, whatever manager out, that manager out, get him out, you know? And I know it's, it's, it's a results-based business, but come on, guys, you know? It's at the end of the day, we've got to kind of take a bit more of a longer-term perspective. That's my just my little kind of side rant there. Um, as usual, follow us on Instagram at the full time report. That's the end of this um, episode, and I hope I'll see you guys soon. All right, peace out. Sports Social Podcast Network.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.